everybody. Welcome back. It's been a bit of a break. Uh, welcome to con convention season. And uh, con flu is real. So oh, we were both under the weather last week. So we didn't record. Let's... No, let's, let's no, no, no. Right we, we have to. No. Oh, okay. Let's. Seriously, you want you want, you want to get into this? Go ahead. Go for it. No, no, no. Keep going. Your Go show, ahead. Your show. Your show. Your oh, show. of course it is. But no, you you got something to say? No, I was say if we're gonna open a show, let's open it the right way, like we've been doing. Well, we're opening the show with a little bit of a banter, but you know, listen, Balky. <laughs> we will get into that later. <laughs> We will get into that. So, we want to apologize to our lovely audience for not being here on our regularly scheduled, but we are back, and hopefully things will be back to somewhat normal. And I'm going to say... Back to abnormal. Yeah. Abby, someone. Abby. Abby who? Abby normal. That's such a great scene. Yes, it is. And uh, let's start off with, right before we jump into things, the writer strike is over. The actor strike is over. So we're back to normal. Ish. Well, back to our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> That's better. We're not censored anymore by trying to control what we have to say and do. I don't think we were ever really censored. We were. We were kind of limited. We couldn't give outside opinions as much. Yeah. So, but thank yeah. you for the agreement that they're all done. So now we're back. So welcome everyone once again to the Dragoon's Lair podcast. I am the Blue Dragoon himself, Daniel the Dragon. And with me once again is King Hamster Pellet himself, Mike Schiavo. What's shaking, people? That's right. So we've had a pretty interesting amount of time so far. Yeah, really busy. Yeah, everything's been crazy. We're going into the holiday season and... That means convention time. Also, uh, what? I think we're coming up on my one-year anniversary of joining the show. We're getting closer to that, yeah. and I think you got a birthday coming up too. Yeah, a week from today. There we go. Week from the day that we're recording this. So everybody, you can send all your birthday wishes and happy birthdays to Mike. And money. Well, we can't accept money. I can. Do you have a uh, cash app that you want to promote? I have Venmo. <laughs> you want to promote that name? Hey, Michael Dashiavo too. Hey, if you want to throw me some birthday love, I don't mind. <laughs> I won't say no. There you go. But you can send any of your happy birthdays to Mike, either posting them on the Dragoon's Lair podcast, Facebook, or Instagram page, or you can send us emails for anything you want to say to Mike. At dragoonslairpodcast at gmail.com. That's dragoonslairpodcast, all one word. Dragoon is spelled with two O's. That's dragoonslairpodcast at gmail.com. So we're using some new tech. Mike and I, we split the cost. We got ourselves a new mixer board. We splurged. Yes, we want to be a little more professional. A little bit. You know, we're trying to squeak by there. But yeah, so hopefully everything is sounding good. This is our first episode on the new board. We should name the board. What, do you, what would you like to name her? I don't know. I'm horrible with names, as you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've read your scripts. The names are literally bad. The names are bad, but the stories are good. You have to give me at least that. Well, you know what? I'm going to call her Rhonda. Why? She's helping us out, so help me, Rhonda. See, my first thought was Ronda Rousey. <laughs> oh, hell no. Rhonda, <laughs> help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. No, no, this board... This, 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 Let's just... We don't, whatever you say, Porky. Yeah. 
We normally don't really do tech reviews too much, but yeah. I have to say I do love the mixer board that we got. It's the Zoom P8 mixer board. This thing is picking up everything. A mouse could fart in the other room and I'd hear it. Yeah. So it's one of those moments where it's something that this is definitely a great professional board and for a podcast. So I would definitely recommend this to anybody out there who wants to take their podcast to another level if they don't have great equipment. Yeah. So, But we're going to call her Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. There we go. That's all I know of the song. <laughs> Get you out of my heart. There you go. You knew a little more. A little more. I was Just a little bit more. So, uh, yeah. That's our little Beach Boys thing. Uh, so, we had put off talking about Tiny Toons because we meant to, got distracted, and then we had our Jimmy episode. Yeah. We got distracted. It was like, oh, we're going to talk about Look at a Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. It's like, oh, we're going to talk about... A squirrel. What? Squirrel? Like, ooh, shiny. Things. Yeah. So our ADD is kicked up a oh. little bit. Oh, we've been working overtime. Oh, absolutely. So between the two of us, uh, we've had very busy lives going on. Mm -hmm. But we want to talk a little bit about Tiny Toons because Tiny Toons Luniversity came out. They've been showing the episodes on Cartoon Network, yep. even though it dropped on HBO Max. Yep. Was it like 10 episodes, I think? Something like 10 or not. Yeah, 10, like about 10. 10 episodes came out. And um, I was a huge Tiny Toon Adventures fan. I as still am. It, it was a great show. It, the jokes still hold up to this day for the most part. Well, I think there's only a few of them that probably like are a little dated. A little bit, but you still laugh at it. Yeah. So what was your impression of Tiny Toon's Luniversity? Going into it, I was a little apprehensive because I grew up with Tiny Toons, and yeah, I'm not a huge reboot or continuation fan. Um, when I heard about it, I was like, eh, I was on the fence. I watched a couple episodes, and I'm like, okay, the characters are drawn the same way, which I like. Uh, some of the voices are back, which I like. No, they're not. Sounded like they were. No, those are all different voices. Well, then they got people who sound like the original voice. Yeah, because a, a few had retired, a few have passed since passed away. Well, so they, we, they, they, then they then they did a good job of getting people who sound like the original. Yeah, they've got they've got they've got a good voice acting they cast. Do. I have to hand them. Um. Yeah, I I don't have any real gripes. Uh, now that I know, I thought they had you know some of the original cast back, but um. No, I, I enjoyed it. It was it was kind of like a throwback with a little more, like, okay, you can see, like... An update? Yeah, an up, an up, yeah, like an update, like, as if they were a little bit older, because if you remember in the original Tiny Toons, um, they went, they treated it like it was a high school. Yeah, it was kind of like a junior high school, kind of like high school. high school type feel. Now it's more like a, uh, a real university because they're crash. they have dorms there. And you see them pulling the all nighters and like the uh, yeah like the the pranks and everything the prank war they had they had the Trojan horse yep so it was it's a little more uh, not updated but you know you see they got a little bit older where they went from high school to college which I think is cool um, other than that you know I, I'm glad that they kept it the same animation style because if they would have changed it. Any in any way, it it wouldn't have been Tiny Toons, uh, but I give it a thumbs up. See, I'm kind of on the fence about it because 
there are voice actors who should have, I feel, should have came back, mm -hmm. and I did not hear their voices. I didn't see their names in the credits. Um, they did bring back Montana Max for an episode, yep. and Montana Max was originally voiced by Danny Cooksey, who was on Salute Your Shorts, as well as what most people may remember him from as coming on to different strokes towards the last like season or two. Mm -hmm. So it was a little disappointing because I met him at a, con a convention before COVID and I know he's still around. Mm -hmm. So it really would have been great to hear that specific voice back. I mean, I know like plucky and them like voice actors aren't with us. So there had to be some changes, which I was willing to accept. Yeah. I mean, with something like that, you have no choice. You have to accept it. Okay, the person passed on. You're not going to yeah. not bring back Plucky Duck. Yeah. You know, so, okay, but concessions at, have to be made. Yeah, but at the same time, then, we have the issue of they killed a joke that kind of takes me out of it a little bit. It, there's no longer Babs and Buster Bunny. No relation. They're actual twins. Mm. Which, I'm like, they went to prom together. Yeah, that's, it, maybe, it's a little it, creepy. Maybe Acme Lou is in West Virginia. That's a possibility. So I just really was not feeling that. That yeah. to me was there was just something about it that it's like it kind of like ruined one of the best jokes mm -hmm. of Babs and Buster Bunny, no, no relation. Because I mean, you have they brought in Lola Bunny, which was kind of cool. Did they? I, I must have. Yeah, Lola comes in. She's like the school chef. <laughs> So and was she was she um voiced by um I Oh what the hell's her name? She was in the Ghostbuster reboot. Um I'm not sure of who did the voice for this one for Lola, but I mean Lola came out for Space Jam while the original Tiny Toons was airing, so it they didn't put her into Tiny Toon Adventures. So now Lola is there for Tiny Toon Luniversity. So now she gets to actually be like Babs is like her mentor. Right. But the thing is, it's like, okay, it's Lola Bunny, it's Bugs Bunny. There's still no relation. But Babs and Buster are now brother and sister. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, that to me was a it was a weird change, but I I did enjoy what they did with it. I think some of the jokes went a little too goofy at times, mm -hmm. but all in all, it's definitely not something that I would say I'm going to look out for to watch if there's another season or there's more to this season, but I will give it a shot and watch it if there's, like, I need something to look at. Right, and uh, the, the, the Lola version I was referring to from the Looney Tunes show, uh, yeah. Kristen Wiig. Okay. Lola Bunny. She was Lola Bunny. All right. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, Kristen Wiig's... Kristen Wiig is awesome. Oh, yeah. Amazing talent. There there were so many talented voice actors on Tiny Toon Luniversity, but it's, you know, I'm like, if they if they were to bring back Elmira, and it's not Cree Summer... Yeah, no, that will work. I will literally, like, just stop it right there and walk away. Mm. Because you can't do... Elmira's voice without oh. having Cree Summer. No, you can't. Like, Cree Summer is absolutely fantastic of a voice talent. Yeah, there's just some voices that are irreplaceable. Yeah, irreplaceable. You like, know, like the original Peter Venkman from the real Ghostbusters. 
Lorenzo Music. Yes, the voice of Garfield. Garfield. Unfortunately, the reason why he was replaced by Dan Cloutier yep. from Full House was because Lorenzo passed away. Dan Cl- Dan Coulier? Coulier. Coulier? Coulier? Uh-huh. No, Dave, Dan Coulier you, didn't pass away. You mean Dave Coulier? Him too. <laughs> They're brothers. Okay. Just, well, like, just like Chuck Zito's, Barry Zito's brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that Alanis Morissette was singing about, okay? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Dave Coulier. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, when you said Dan Coulier, I'm like, wait, wait, wait a second. Let, let's just take a second here. <laughs> you but yeah. Here. Oh, yeah, you, you know, you don't like being mocked that much, huh? Uh, <laughs> you come on the show and you know you're abused. What that? Yeah, I welcome it. Of course yeah, you do. Going back for more. The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> so, anyway. But Next. now, talking about, like, not being able to replace voice actors, mm-hmm. you know, Matthew Lillard yes. is in the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Yes. I have never played, like, I. I I think I played the first game a little bit, couldn't figure out the controls and walked away. I know the premise of the first game where, like, you're a security guard in your office at night and you have to keep changing views to keep an eye on animatronics because if they, if you don't watch them, they'll come to get you and you have to spend, the whole purpose of the game is to survive five nights working at Freddy's. Yep. And that's all I really know. Yeah, uh, they've gone, and the lore is, like, so much more. I had to do a full, like, deep dive and watch, like, a bunch of, like, YouTube, like, shows. Like, the channels were all explaining the difference and the timelines, and there's a lot. There are even books. There's one one kid at, at the school that I work at. He was explaining everything to me, and he was just, like, going off, and they go to outer space, they go to this, they go to that, and he was all over. I'm like, dude. If you spend half as much energy on your <laughs> fucking work, bro. You'd be getting straight A's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was like, bub, 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 bub. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Now, did you get a chance to watch the Five Nights at Freddy's movie? No, I have not. All right. It it went to the theaters, but it was also on, I believe, Peacock. It's on the cock already? Yes. They, they were... I think it was like a simul thing. Really? Yeah. I, I love when they do that. It makes me feel like Spaceballs is predicted the future and it's come to life instant cassettes yeah you know instead of cassettes it's streaming at the same time and there's something about that method that it works very well for me yeah because if you can't get out to the to the theaters okay let me just turn it on here yeah i mean i'm not a parent neither are you Mm. and that's clear as day yeah I, i i i used to make that joke all the time and an ex of mine hated that joke it's like they're like, so you have any ki- you got you have kids? I'm like, none that I know of. <laughs> she would get pissed every single time. That's why I did it every single time. But and can you imagine why he's single, lady? <laughs> Listen, a joke like that is still funny. Oh yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm not doing this to amuse someone else. I'm doing it to amuse myself. That's all that really matters. But. Matthew Lillard's in the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, and I'm glad that I was able to see it without having as, to go to the as, movie theater with a ton of kids. As an actor or a voice actor? Actor. Okay. Because you figure, he's done voice acting. His voice Shaggy. acting's... Yeah. He became the new Shaggy. Yes. And he's done an amazing job. And I think if there's anybody who could replace Casey Kasem, it is Matthew Lillard. Yeah. And now with the Five Nights at Freddy movie, they're, they've announced there's two sequels that are going to be coming out. Close out. Well, it 
the the sequels I think were already in like pre-production while the strike was going on, which was very interesting to hear. But mm-hmm. you know, Matthew Lillard couldn't really promote it because the strike. Yeah, and nobody could really promote anything. But I will say, like this move, the movie, it was a his character felt a little reminiscent of his like his character in Scream. Okay, was he like the crazy now? From what the kid has been telling me about this thing, and because he just rambled on. Spoilers, just in case. No, no, no. no, 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 no I'm no, just no, saying. No, 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 no spoilers. Okay. That, uh, like, the reason why these animatronics came to life and are killing people is because, like, the guy who owns Freddy's, like, the franchise killed people and put them into the animatronics, or they possessed the animatronics. Yep. Am I on the right track? Yep, you are 100% on the right track. Okay, and... They're trying to get revenge on the owner, or they're just going buck wild. According for the movie, maybe that that might be what goes on in the games, mm-hmm. but in the movie itself, the animatronics are possessed by the spirit of these children who were abducted and killed at Freddy's. Okay. So these kit now that their spirits are inside the animatronics, the animatronics are basically alive. But the place is shut down. Right. So it's like now it's like they come to life at night, blah, blah, blah. Right. It it was an actual good movie. I was I was amazed by the fact that it was a PG-13 horror movie. And so it was not really gory? Oh, no. There, there really wasn't any gore, but it worked very well. Like there were a few little mini jump scares for things, but because I think... Be, I think I liked it probably a little more because I didn't know anything about it. So I'm going in like fresh eyes, have no clue about the backstory and all this stuff. There's so much lore. Right. And um, it was funny because one of the YouTubers who has this, who has like game theory and film theory, Matt Pat, was actually in the movie as a little cameo in there. Oh, cool. And he's done years of going through his game theories and now film theory of the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise, which includes the books, the mo- the games, now a movie. It the franchise is amazingly huge and I didn't realize how big of a franchise it actually is. Yeah, neither did I. I mean I, I knew they had the games, but I thought it like ended there, but when this kid went off and he was telling me everything, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, there are stories, lore, legends, and apparently like from what I'm uh, my understanding is there's things that are in the games that are Easter eggs at backstory and hidden things that they just roll through, and it is an impressively creative universe. It's probably, um, I would say, that universe is better created than the DCU. Well, that isn't really difficult to do. Right? <laughs> so, wait, for the person who created Five Nights at Freddy's, we will give you. See if I can get the button right. Nope. No, yes. There you go. Yes, we turn on a shower for you. It can sound like water. Yeah. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you, Rhonda. <laughs> Thank you, Rhonda. So, now, the Five Nights at Freddy's movies is definitely something I, w- I would recommend. Okay. And I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they do with the sequels. Okay. Because there, there's some twists in there. I don't want to get too into right. it. Because the movie's still relatively new. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so even though it is streaming on Peacock, it is in theaters. Anybody who wants to go see it. I definitely recommend, and seeing it at home definitely helps me out because 
was something to really get to sit through and enjoy and not have to worry about other people being around and yeah. talking through the movie and, you know, them pulling out their cell phone and seeing everything. It's like, just, no, just be quiet. Now, speaking of spirits. Okay. You know what I'm going to say next. No, actually, I honestly don't. Let's dive into the Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Uh, not, uh, that is... At, no, no. I I was actually impressed. So but was I. I, I was impressed that I saw Bill Murray in the, yes. ac- in the trailer. Because his feelings for Ghostbusters have been pretty, like, yeah, out there. there. Yeah, he and, was like... He, they, we could have had a Ghostbusters three while Mister um, Ramis was still alive. Yep, he was like Miller, Bill Murray was like, no, I want to see a bunch of six-year-olds running around in jumpsuits, and he kept every time he sent them a script, he would shred it and send it back. Yeah, outside of the Ghostbusters video game, which was the unofficial Ghostbusters right. three, he was pretty much adamant about like there was no good script. Right. I don't even think he liked the script for Ghostbusters two. No, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so either. And watching it when it was in the movies, when it first came out, I was like, I enjoyed it, but I felt it was a... And this... When did it come out? Uh, 80... Had it come out 89, because my sister wasn't born yet. So uh, early 89. Um, I thought this was... And I was 11 at the time. I was like, they really geared this more towards the kids... Because of the real Ghostbusters cartoon and everything else. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I I thought it was a huge departure from the way the first one was. Meanwhile, I love the second oh, one. I, I like it too, but... Oh, no, no, no. I actually the love the second one more than the first. Really? Yes. See, I wouldn't go that far. See, I, mean, for, I like it. I don't like it as much as the first one. See, to me, it has one of, one of my all-time favorite lines. I know you probably like the whole thing with the EPA guy, and it's like calling him dickless. And it's like oh, this, in the original. First. Yeah, in the original. But for me, the second one had uh, like the mayor stand, like actually telling them, it's like, wait, so you want me to go on national television and tell a million be, New Yorkers be nice to be to nice to each other? Being miserable and treating other people like dirt is every New Yorker's God-given right. Your two minutes are up. Good night, gentlemen. That that was absolutely amazing. That and also uh, to me, it was great seeing like Vigo. Yeah, like just the painting coming alive. And he was the same guy who played one of the villains in Die Hard, I believe. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was uh, uh, one of the guy's brothers. Yeah. Yep. So it really is one of those things where it was like, to me, there was something about Ghostbusters 2. I think because I was able to see Ghostbusters 2 and I was a little older than when the first Ghostbusters came out. Because I remember... Well, when the first... We didn't see the first Ghostbusters in the in the theaters. We no, saw the second one. I saw the first one on television. I think it was on like a Channel Eleven, like late night, and right after that, because I can remember, right after seeing Ghostbusters was the Gate. Wow. Yeah. Gate. Freaked me out when that one. When he turned his hand around, there was an eye in his hand. Oh, yeah. The, that freaked me. <laughs> no, every, the little demons running around with fire. Oh, yeah, no, but you know, the stop motion animation and stuff, hey, that was amazing. Oh, great. Oh, it was, it still holds up yeah. pretty much. And it's one of those things where it's like, it. it's a memory that sticks out. And Ghostbusters Frozen, was this, it's, um, what, what it's, Frozen Empire. Frozen Empire? Yep. Is this is going to be 
one of those movies that I am highly anticipating. Uh, and the memes are already starting. Yep. Because when you see like the misty figure and you see the blue eyes. Yep. They're already saying, oh, Elsa's back and she's pissed off. Oh, yeah. You know, we're, we're going to get the memes. We're going to get the jokes and everything. But Frozen, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, just from that trailer alone, has captured so much interest. I, I am so happy because I heard rumors when they were talking about doing another Afterlife sequel that they were going to bring back Vigo. And I'm like, please don't. Because, okay, great. You brought back... Um, uh, Gozer for the for the afterlife. I'm like you hit the nostalgic. You kept it somewhat fresh. That's fine. And I was really hoping they wouldn't do Vigo. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, guys, you could do so much better. And then seeing it's this, I'm like, thank you. See, now Vigo was a great villain. He was a great villain, but maybe down the line, if there's another, if there's one, another one, but or if there's a TV show down the line. Yeah, I can now. I can see what you're getting after that. I mean, for me personally, you know, I. When Afterlife came out, I loved it. I wanted more, and it actually got my go my love for Ghostbusters to like really like kick back up again into like full gear, where yeah. it's like I now want a fucking proton pack I again. Did. I have. I I think. I mean, just watching the trailers, and even watching Afterlife, the one person in the film who I think is having the most fun, Paul Rudd. Oh, when when you when you see him, and he's like, oh, he's like, you can <laughs> tell, he's like, you could just like, you could just hear his thoughts going. I'm in a fucking Ghostbusters film, and I have the proton pack. Yeah, it, Paul Rudd just he gives off such wonderful energy. He does that it makes you excited to see it. You like, good. Uh, he makes you want to see something that he's in. Oh, yeah. I mean. There's a reason why Paul Rudd was is on the list of like the sexiest man. Like he made that cover. And he because he, he's not fucking man, aging. The man does not age. No, he was in the Super Nintendo F Zero commercial. Commercial, and he looks the same. Oh yeah, I mean, I I I swear, I think him and Keenan Thompson. Yes, they like, don't age. They they, they've the sold their soul. No, they found the fountain of youth. Yeah, there there's no way that they did not find some way to stop aging. It's it's amazing. And I'm like, Paul Rudd is up there on my list of like actors that if he's in a movie, I'm a little more willing to see it, even if I don't like the rest yeah. of the cast. And I actually like the way this cast has oh, been. Yeah. Afterlife went and established a great cast. Mm -hmm. So to see where this is going to go, I'm definitely looking forward and to it. People are already talking about the Easter eggs now because you see the red jackets that they're wearing. And they're like, oh, it's the red jacket from uh, the original Ghostbusters when you see Bill Murray dancing, waiting for Dana to come out. Oh, it's that jacket. And then uh, they were throwing up scenes from uh, the real Ghostbusters when you see them in red jackets. And yeah. I was like, okay, you, maybe you're thinking a little too much into it. Oh, they, you know but they always do. Anyways, but I did find something when Afterlife came out. After I saw Afterlife, I was like, I'm feeling nostalgic. And I threw on uh, the real Ghostbusters DVD, and I'm watching one of them. And they had the Dirt Farm. Oh, yeah. They had the Dirt Farm in the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Which, and it looked exactly the way they did it in the movie. See, now, when you get like things like that and Wonderful Connections, 
it's the respect for the franchise, yes. for the established universes. Yes. Even though the cartoon and the movies were different, yep. Although in the comics, I think they actually did meet. Yes, they, uh, yes, they did. They, they did like a real Ghostbuster. Yeah. The whole the whole comic was Ghostbusters. They did one where it looked like they did in the cartoon, and then they had one where they looked uh in real life and they meet and i actually have those episodes and it was really it's really cool the way they did it yeah which i have to give a shout out to my buddy chris sorrentino yep oh talented sure. artist and his love of ghostbusters is absolutely amazing baby belushi his artwork literally he does stuff where he'll draw scenes from the ghostbusters movie but the characters all look like the real ghostbusters yep. cartoon and it is absolutely phenomenal Definitely check out Chris Sorrentino's like Instagram and stuff. He is amazing. I'm pretty sure you can find him, and you can check out his podcast, Super Live Adventure, with another buddy of ours. So it's like these, like he is extremely talented, and his podcast is great. Like you guys should definitely check that out as well. I got to give a plug out there. Yeah, give a plug. Oh, absolutely. And now. With all of that going on, we also had a couple of endings this week. Now, I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was the last episode of Doom Patrol. No, I did not. It, this is the last, last. This was the last episode, so it was the finale, not just season, but series finale. Yeah, no, I did not see it. Yeah, because, you know, the Warner Brothers Discovery merger canceled a bunch of stuff, yeah. and... This was one of those things where at least it got a way to end, and out of every one of the properties that was on from DC on HBO Max that ended, I have to say that this one really pulled at the emotions and like it tugs and is a proper finale. Okay, what they do? Oh, okay. So spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it, but. It's basically now they're all aging. Okay. They are finally battling Immortus. Okay. And it's not even a battle. There's actually like a musical sequence with Immortus and the zombie butts. Yeah. So or werewolf butts, whatever whatever they are. They were just butt monsters. So butt, butt monsters. they're literally like singing. But they eventually like almost all of them get their like out of the four out of the four the core four that have been yeah. there. Crazy Jane is no longer just with different personas that come out. She eventually, she becomes Kaleidoscope. Oh, cool. So all of the personalities have now merged together so she can actually use all the different abilities. That's cool. Um, Cliff and gets to end up going and after all is said and done, he gets to go spend some time with his daughter and his grandson and he, Immortus had given him a crystal that lets him see his, like, his grandson's, like, future. Because he ain't making it. Mm. So, Robot Man shuts down. Cliff actually goes and meets his uh, boyfriend. Finds him. They go off into outer space. And it's like, they're going to get there happily ever after. Rita, unfortunately, passes away. She becomes a ghost. So she gets her afterlife happily ever after, getting to see the guy that she was in love with during when she spent her time at the ant farm. Uh -huh. uh, Madame Rouge goes to the ant farm and actually is in, in there with a flamethrower. Oh, God. 
and um I like I I love this cast so much. It was this was absolutely like one of my favorite shows that DC did with Berlanti that was not on the CW. Did Beast Boy come back? No, Beast Boy doesn't come back, but Cyborg gets his um mechanical parts again. So now that he's got his the outside machinery, but he is actually now like working with one of his old friends at a school teaching kids. That's cool. So, so he kind of became the Professor Xavier. Kind of, but he they they put little logos on his different on like different parts, so it almost looks like an engraved tattoo on the machines, and one of them is the Doom Patrol, so the DP in a circle. Nice. So it's like everybody who made him. So it's like he's got a little memory of his friends, got a memory of the Doom Patrol. So it all works. And Jane actually does have her romance with um the weird like space character that was brought in with Dorothy. Okay. Dorothy just she wasn't there for the last episode, so I guess like she's just running around traveling the world still. It's the worst things to do. Yeah. And now we now we had the second ending. That because it was Loki season two's finale. That ended already. Yeah, it's only twelve episodes from with both seasons. Well, I am so behind. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, I saw like the first three episodes, and then Lynn and I binged last week. But for some stupid reason, the uh, captions came up, and I couldn't turn them off on <laughs> Disney Plus. So whenever I read captions on a screen. It puts me to sleep. <laughs> and I fell asleep. And I missed like four episodes. And she was like, you are out cold. I'm like, I know. And this is why I know. Now I know why you can't watch anime. Because yes, if you watch it, you'll fall asleep if it's in Japanese. Yes. But if it's English dubbed, you should be fine. See, I have, I, I bought uh, a Headmaster series. Okay. Transformers and I, Headmasters. Headmasters. And I saw it, at, I actually bought it at Best Buy. When, when they still sold DVDs? When they still sold DVDs. <laughs> When I had like a nice selection of DVDs. Yep. I'm like, ooh, Headmasters. Not because it was in the shiny box. Because I have I have a bootleg version that's English dub from Comic-Con one year. Yep. I'm like, oh, let me just get the updated version so I can go to each episode that I want. And I just have to watch everything. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I put it in. And it's like, and I'm like, son of a bitch, it's in Japanese. Well, I don't want to read my cartoons. Even though it was originally a Japanese yeah. like cartoon and series, because the funny thing is, uh, watching um, Secret Galaxy or Toy Galaxy, whichever one it goes by now on YouTube, yep. they've done like talks of the different Transformers franchises and everything, and it pretty much is Transformers and GoBots were all the same fucking thing. They were. It, they, they, everybody was just different sizes. Right. The writers of the Transformers movie actually confirmed because when you see two uh robots in the transformers movie getting uh boiled in the acid inside of unicron yep the writers confirmed that it's supposed to be leader one in cycle <laughs> uh go bots i mean honestly i liked i mean i had the toys i had some of the GoBot toys which i thought was cool um, well, because the GoBots were more affordable. They were more affordable, but they were tiny. So yeah. I always bought them in with the Transformers, and I'm like, okay, I don't give a shit. Because you had the, uh, like, Bumblebee, Cliff Jumper, Pipe. They were the Minicons. Yeah, and then so you, the, and let's not forget the cassette, the, the Cassetticons. The, no, just call the cassette. No, because there was, like, I think there was a name for them. The cassettes. Yeah, well, because you had, Soundwave had his. Soundwave had his cassettes. Ratbat. 
uh, laser beak, laser beak, buzzsaw, rumble, frenzy, um, ravage, and then blaster had his cassettes, eject, rewind, ramhorn, steel jaw. Okay, I'm gonna say this right now. The way I was able to do that with Power Rangers, you just did that with fucking Transformers. So, give yourself a round of applause for that one. Yep. There you go. <laughs> All right, I think that's enough. Don't hurt yourself patting yourself on the back there, pal. A little jointed, I can reach. Ah, stealing my lines. <laughs> no, so it, but yeah, it's one of those things where there's always been like that. Like, the toys are always the yeah. same, but at least now I know you can't watch anime unless it's dubbed. I can't. Oh, I can definitely give you plenty of dubbed anime yeah. to watch, because New York Anime Fest is coming up. You know, we've had a lot of conventions. I don't want to ruin Loki Season 2 for no, you. No, I, again, spoilers don't bother me. Yeah. I don't mind them. All right, so I'll give spoilers right now. Um... So here's your spoiler warning for Loki season two because I just watched it okay, wait, at three o'clock in the morning. Before you get into it, let me ask okay. you a question. And this will be spoilers. So if you haven't heard it, lower the volume. I'm going to give you a thumbs up, turn it back on. Um, uh, yeah, they're going to hear this on the audio version. They're going to see your thumbs up, right? Well, use the imagination. <laughs> okay. Uh, the last episode I saw, you have um, Miss Minutes working with. Uh, what's her name? Ray, 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 Rage Hunter? Ray, Renslayer? Renslayer. You had her working with Renslayer, and they're in the office of uh, He Who Remains when he was all, like, disheveled and everything. And then, you know, she's like, Miss Minutes goes, I can tell you what happens, but you don't like it. Does Renslayer become a version of He Who Remains? No. Okay. Because in the comic books, one of the aliases, it's Renslayer. Yeah, no. Um, Renslayer... There's kind of an ending, but it little ambiguous. But it was more like Renslayer gets pruned. Okay. And remember, there in season one, there was that giant beast that, like before the castle. Yeah. Of he the yeah, remains after everybody. Who gets yeah, the giant like there, the yeah. giant beast yeah, yeah, that was yeah. devouring everything. Yeah, it looks like Renslayer is about to be devoured. It looks like it, but you don't see it. Yeah, you don't see it, so you don't know. You don't know. But there was a pyramid in the background, so I kind of wonder if that plays into the part of Ramatet, one of the many al alternate egos. Yeah, the different variants, yep. which I have to say, you know, we're going to see what ends up happening because now I can't talk about Loki without addressing the fact that Jonathan Majors was in this season. Yes. Now, they do make a reference about the variants in the last episode mm -hmm. about the fact that one of the variants was taken care of that was 616 adjacent. Okay. So that's Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. Yes. So there's they do have that reference in there. Even though like people want to be really harsh on Ant-Man Wasp Quantumania. I liked it. Oh, I love that movie. That was great. I didn't have a problem with it at all. It it there's something about how fun the Ant-Man movies are. It's like you want you watch Spider Man, you know you're gonna have a good time. Mm -hmm. You watch Ant Man, you're in for a good time. It's not gonna be something that's really draining right. and like so emotionally invested that it's like you really are getting screwed. Yeah, it, again, and I, I think a lot of that has to go with the cast. Yeah, but you have the dynamic between Michael Douglas and Paul Rudd. Yep. Anything, anybody in Paul Rudd is hysterical. Oh, yeah. You know? It, but now with Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Who, phenomenal actor. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I'm not happy about all this controversy. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he's going to trial. 
They've made the announcements that uh, he is going to trial, you know, so we're going to see what happens. Marvel hasn't really come out and, like, completely done away with him. Mm-hmm. Although I will say that all, like, the things I see online that people would like to see would be kind of interesting if they replace Kang with Doctor Doom. Because Doctor Doom is a credible threat that not only could we get Doctor Doom, but to because there there's a way to like delay and bring in Kang the Conqueror, but now you can just change him. There's a way to delay and bring in Kang the Conqueror. I think personally they should wait and see what happens because you have this huge lead in, you have this huge build up for Kang. And then all of a sudden you're just gonna switch gears and make Doctor Doomy big bad. You see. Well, they've got the opportunity because they, they got, are. Bring, remember, yes, we're supposed to be getting the introduction of the Fantastic Four. Right. You have the introduction of the Fantastic Four, but you haven't introduced them yet. You. They have all this build up for the next. They set up Kang to be the next Thanos. Fine, I'm with that. No problem. But all of a sudden, they say, okay, now we're going to just switch gears and we're not worried about Kang anymore. Now it's going to be Doctor Doom. I don't think it, it sure as hell won't be as big of a buildup. In all honesty, I don't think it needs to be that much of a buildup because Doctor Doom, if they do it right, and I mean they have to do it right because yeah. they've gotten him wrong. Yes. Repeatedly. Yes. But then again, that was part of the Fox universe. I, I think... They have to be so, so, so careful with replacing King with Doctor Doom because right now a lot of us, myself included, are feeling the superhero, are feeling the Marvel superhero burnout. See, I'm not all the TV shows. All the, I'm a little burned out. With you're Marvel. burned out I'm by a little bit. I'm not. See, that's the thing. Like, I'm not burned out by it, but that's also because of the fact that I can follow everything that's going on. It sucks that I have to constantly bounce around but i can still follow it yeah i mean i can follow it too but i'm just like okay i i'm i'm a little i want to see something new yeah you know, I, think, I, I love the characters i love the actors i just i, I want to see a little something new yeah i think we're, we're all at the point where we want something different yeah but there i don't know if you saw that there was the news articles that daredevil reborn is pushed back it's not just pushed back they're redoing it because it didn't fit like they didn't have showrunners which is the biggest problem yeah. so now they're realizing they actually have to run the marvel tv shows and everything even though they're on a streaming platform you need to run it like if you were running a tv series so the same way like the cw did an amazing job by having Greg Berlanti mm -hmm. as the overseer, but each of his shows that came from those different series had different showrunners. So The Flash had a different showrunner than Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow was different. So it all worked because you had somebody who was keeping everything in check, knowing what was tying in, having the overarching theme. Mm -hmm. And that was the great thing about the CW's yeah. Arrowverse. Uh, they had a plan. But there's Marvel has been throwing things at the wall. And yes, WandaVision, impressive, well, great. Then when you first saw, when I first saw previews for WandaVision, I'm like, how are they bringing back Vision? Yeah. And is it taking place before? 
What's and you were on? able to find, and it was able to be followed, yep. and it made sense. Yep. And ev- all of and all of the shows, for the most part, have fit, yes. and they've worked. Yes. But they're starting to see that some of the stuff that they've been trying to come up with won't work. isn't working because they weren't testing it. Yep. They weren't looking at it through the right lenses. And I think they're learning their lesson. We hope. But there is the superhero fatigue yep. of, and the thing is, I can honestly say DC, we were already burnt out with them way too quickly. Yeah, they, they did too much too soon. It, because, again, I said this from the beginning, Marvel had a plan. Yep. Let's test the waters with Iron Man and let's give them a little teaser at the end credits. Yep. Oh, that worked. Okay, let's push it a little bit more. Let's push a little. Let's, let's add yeah. this person at the end credit. Let's give Hulk they, a cameo. Yeah. They knew they wanted something and they were building something. They had a pretty much a 10-year plan. Yeah. But now that plan after Endgame is over. Yeah. So now it's them trying to come up with a new plan. Yep. It, you know, it's going to be difficult. And see, now but, I heard go ahead. Thunderbolts. And the new Blade reboot are canceled. Blade canceled, or what I'm hearing. Well, I heard canceled, and then I heard they were just scrapping it and starting from. It looks one. like they're doing that with all of them, mm. but there were certain things that were canceled. I think they were looking at doing a Captain Britain thing. Yeah. That one seems to be like canceled. Now, what I heard with Blade was. Uh, Blade was a fucking shit show to begin with. And we're not talking about the Wesley Snipes ones. That was only the third one, which was a real shit show. Yeah. The first Blade movie with Wesley Snipes was great. That was the one that everybody credited for getting the MCU off the ground. Yeah. The second Blade wasn't that bad. Wasn't that bad. Third one, Ryan Reynolds saved the day. He he saved it as best he could. But what I heard was the the character who's playing Blade now, he got the script and he was like, the fuck is this? And Kevin Feige was like, the fuck is this? Because... He doesn't. Blade doesn't show up until the third act. Yeah, and they were making it, um, like they're, they're trying to make it. I'm gonna get shit for this. Trying to make it woke, and they were like, "Oh, it's Blade," but we're making it. You know, the lead is a female, and we're following her. And Blade doesn't show up until the third act, and he's like, "The name of the fucking movie is Blade." First How off, am I not showing up to the third act? First off, I hate that 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 phrase "woke" because yeah, lack of a better term. There are plenty of better terms for it. But the thing is, you have to understand, they've been doing this for so long, and Hollywood is finally being called out for what they're doing. They get you to sign up with a script, and then they change the script on you. So now, yes, you expect there'll be some rewrites, but you signed up for a specific premise. Look, that's what happened to Ryan Reynolds with Green Lantern. They got him to agree for one script, and then they completely changed it around for another that was nothing compared to what it could have been. Right. And they said, he go, they, you know, he said, this isn't the movie that I signed up for. He goes, I will fulfill my contract. He goes, but you have a choice. He goes, I will do Green Lantern 2. He goes, or I will do Justice League. He goes, you're not getting me for both. Because no. of the way you fucked me over. Yeah. And he d- and got to do neither. Hey, which I'm sure he's happy because he went off and he did Deadpool. Exactly. So, and he's he having. movie I can't wait for. Oh, the third one alone. Oh like, every little thing that we've seen so far makes me want Deadpool 3 so much more. But it's the anticipation. Yeah, but Loki. But let I got to get back, back to Loki's Loki season two's finale. It's like Loki's now learning how to control 
that like time flipping where he kind of just bounces around. Yeah. So now he learns how to do it. So now he keeps traveling, trying to fix the loom, trying to fix the loom. It's like, how can we do this? Is it faster? Whatever. He actually sits down and has a conversation with Kang where they use the, where it's Sylvie trying to kill him from season, the end of season one. Right. And it's like, he knows it's either kill, let, so Sylvie, Sylvie kill kills him. Kang mm -hmm. and we just keep going through this repetitive loop because it's going to be a disaster or he basically has to figure out a way to fix it. And it's like, no can't stop her because if you kill her like you'd have to kill her yeah there's no stop in sylvie at that no, point I don't know. so he basically goes and steps up and becomes like you see him he gets the horned helmet and everything he i have to say because and this is a major huge spoiler i feel like he basically considering asgard was destroyed in thor Ra in, what was it ragnarok. ragnarok so when ragnarok with asgard being destroyed there's the Norse mythology of the Tree of Life, mm -hmm. Idrisil. Yep. He basically takes the timelines that are branching, and it looks like he turns it into the world tree of Idrisil. And he is in the center of Good. the world tree. See, that makes sense. And I, I'm, and there was no real post-credit sequence for it. There was never really any post-credit sequence in this whole entire season. No, but that's the thing. Like, I was kind of expecting maybe a step into so something else, and there wasn't. Which is fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm, it was. I'm, the I'm a little disappointed, but at the same time, I'm not. I, I'm watching the credits because now Marvel has us all oh, trained credits, to yes. watch the credits. See, and now I'm hoping because Tom Hiddleston, great actor. Don't see anybody else picking up the cape and the horns like him. I'm hoping. They kind of make him go back to his, hey, I'm Loki. I am the god of mischief. I don't... I like him as a villain. Yeah. The thing is, it's... Loki is technically dead in the 616 universe. Yeah. So, because this Loki is an earlier version and a variant... Mm -hmm. He's a variant. He's a variant, yes, because he... Yes, okay. Alternate he, timeline. He's from the 616 universe. He was, but technically not. Because he's an earlier version that bounced out. And yet he still had the, like, because they time traveled. Right. So they messed with and branched the timelines. Right. So, yes, they fixed other things, but this was a variant branch off. Okay. So, but it was nice to know, like, Mobius actually goes back to see, like, where he was before all of this. Oh, they, they finally showed him? Yeah, they, was? oh, they showed it. There, there was an entire episode where Loki is going and he's like, time slipping back and forth he comes across like mobius in before the tva the the which what oh, i never remember that the woman's name the one that was like looking to prune everybody like the soldier yeah, I know. The, yeah. You, you get her even uh like the like the scientific guys like he sees all of them it's like he's like trying to figure it all out you know who the, who the guy was who like was fixing the loom you know who he is right yeah. Who? Data. Data. And he was short round. Yep. But, oh, what is it? Key. I want to look it up now. Key Hoon Quan or oh. something. I want to butcher the name. I'm going to look it oh, up. Oh, yeah. We're, we're butchering the name. But, no, he's he's been, he's made a comeback ever since Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yep. And he is, like, people are actually realizing how talented of an actor he actually is. Yeah. Key Hoon Quan. Yeah. Sorry if I butchered the name, which I'm sure I did. But Yeah. Uh, the other one is... One me, Mo Saku. 
Is that the... B-15. She has a name. It's, okay. It's a designation B-15. Okay. So, yeah. So, you get that entire crew and the variant version of the earlier... Uh, what is Victor Timely? Yes, Victor Timely. That was the name he was using, Victor Timely. Yeah. So, that one, like, you see them. They're all trying, but, like, Timely doesn't get the uh, handbook for the new TVA. Yeah. Did Crossbones show up? Nope. Well, he's listed as a cast member. Well, if he was there... Like Grillo. You, you know what? If he was there, I didn't see him. Hmm. That's the thing. It's like, you know, he could have been one of the gr one of the other guys mixed in there. Could have been. But I don't remember seeing him. <laughs> but it was... This one was very, like, emotional. It, was, it didn't really pull on the heartstrings as much as, like, Doom Patrol's ending did. Yeah. But the fact, like, I was like... Don't tell me they just created Idrisil. He created the Norse mythology of the world tree by having it be the branching timelines, which I thought was an amazing concept and something very, like, interesting to do. Yeah. I have to go back and watch it, but very yeah. cool. Yeah. They're using... With, with, they didn't say it was Idrisil, but I'm like... I, I was always a fan of North, Norse mythology, mythology, but also Greek mythology. So this was something that I was like, oh, wow, like this was pretty impressive. Mm. So we had all of that and Gen V ended. And what started up? The boy spinoff, Gen V. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm like, oh. that, en that ended last week. Yes. And we got the start of Invincible season two. Mm. And they did announce that Gen V will have a second season. Good. And they said, like, you can watch the boys seasons one to three. Watch Gen V and go right into the boys season four when it comes out. Okay. So it's all tying in together. Very cool. So that was great. And I don't know if you've watched Invincible. I've watched the first few episodes of the first season. Like I, I know like the basic premise, how uh, Invincible, not Invincible, um, what's his name? Omni-Man. Omni-Man. No, he, he thought to be like the Superman, the whole thing. And they brought everybody to his secret lair and just put his fist through everybody <laughs> yeah and then invincible was like holy shit dad you're fucked up and then the two of them start fighting oh yeah they, they figure out how do i fight my father do i fight my father kind of like a luke vader thing no the funniest thing is i on like i didn't read the comics mm -hmm. so i didn't know anything really about it but i saw the show and i loved it love the cast I figured you would have been a little more interested in it because it's Robert Kirkman is one of the guys behind it, and you were a big Walking I, Dead fan. I, I I try to get into it. Um, I'll give it another shot. It just I don't stream all that much, so yeah. Well, the problem is, unfortunately, you know, not everything is becoming available for you to sit there and like get the DVDs and everything. Yeah, I know, which sucks. Yeah, it I would be nice to be able to still collect the stuff mm. and have it, but I. They don't want you to have it because they got to pay royalties for it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Talk about actually promoting piracy at this point. Mm -hmm. the, and thank you, studios. You're the reason why people are pirating because... You're not making it accessible for us anymore. And let's just be honest here. You're, all the streaming platforms are raising their prices. Yep. So, and I'm sorry. The fact that if you have Hulu separately alone on its own is almost like 20 bucks a month. You might as well just stick with cable. Yeah, it, it's streaming pretty much is cable with extra steps. Yes, it's no commercials. Well, that's but now the all of these like companies, Disney Plus, Hulu, 
um, Max, they all want commercial tiers. Even Netflix is trying to do a commercial tier. Which is... Because... They're going to put themselves out of business. Well, no. The thing is, people will pay for the commercial tier, but the problem is, why are you paying for the commercial tier? No, you're paying for streaming, so you don't have commercials. Exactly. But if you got to do commercials, there's no limit to how many fucking commercials they're going to put in. See, that was the whole thing with cable. You get cable, so you don't have to have the commercials. Yep. Now they put fucking commercials on cable, and I'm like, the point? Yeah. You get 400 channels of fucking commercials. See, I it always reminds me of the, uh, what is it? The Boss's song, Bruce Springsteen, 57 channels and nothing on. Pretty much. And that this is what it's becoming with, it's like 57 different streaming platforms. And nothing is on. Oh, everything's on. You just have to have the right one to pick, to actually watch something. But if you want to watch something else, you need a different platform. See, that that's where my problem is. It's like sensory overload for me. There's so much on at the same time. Like, what I watch, what I watch, what I watch, what I watch. I can't, I'm like... Well, see, I have that problem when it comes to watching anime. Because right now, there are, this fall season has had so many great anime that have come out. Mm -hmm. They just dropped the first part, in English at least, the second part is actually available, with subtitled, for Attack on Titan's final episodes. Okay. And Attack on Titan is phenomenal. It You never know who's dying. You can see, it's pretty much like, The Walking Dead had, you didn't know which characters were going to die, Game of Thrones, anyone was up for grabs. This is pretty much very similar. Where you don't know who's going and who's coming. But that now we also have Goblin Slayer. It it The content can trigger some people because the, the goblins are pretty brutal and graphic okay. in the, what they'll do to people. Well, they're goblins. So yeah, goblins. but Goblin Slayer, his entire thing is just slay all goblins. That's his whole thing. It's like he'll fight other monsters, but goblins are his bread and butter. And... It's like Goblin Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. There's so many great things, but looking at the list for next year, like for winter, I'm like, I don't think there's that much for me to watch that I'll be, so I'll be able to play catch up with some of it. But right. there's just so many things to watch. I'm on sensory overload when it comes to, when it comes to streaming stuff. I'm just like, everything's on at once. I'm going to watch it all. No, I can't. I See, I want to. The only good thing is I have a variable schedule, so I do get like time to be able to watch certain things. You have more of a structured schedule, yeah. Which I miss my structured schedule, but unfortunately, people don't understand how to make an actual schedule that works for people, and will actually not have a ton of gaps. And I don't care if they hear this or not because I've explained that to them multiple times, and they don't listen. But, you know, I'm oh, just yeah. a low man grunt that doesn't understand anything. I'm a little... Listen, I, yes, I'm crazy, but at the same time, I'm actually intelligent. He, he's crazy. He's not stupid. Exactly. See, and that's why we make movies, so we can make our own schedule and say, fuck you. Yep. And if there's anyone who would like to contribute to us and help us make some projects, yep. reach out to us. And we will let you know how you can do that. And, and how can they get a hold of us, Daniel? 
you can send us an email at dragoonslayerpodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word. Dragoon is spelled with two O's. That's dragoonslayerpodcast at gmail.com. So make sure you reach out to us and you can find some of the stuff that we've done on YouTube at, what is it, Hamster Pella Productions? Hamster Pella Productions. And you can find the Comic Book Jones movie that we did on Blue Dragoon 13, my YouTube channel. Yep, that's that's a good one. That oh, I I like make sure that one's listed in the description for every one of the episodes of the Dragoon's Lair podcast yep. on YouTube. You there is a link to go watch. That I mean that took us two months of shooting just on Sundays. It was I mean you watch it and you're gonna be like, what the fuck am I watching? Because I wrote it on a whim. After spe- after meeting Mr. Smith, Kevin Smith the first time, again, you know, you heard the story. I sent him, I, I brought him a script to sign. I said, it's my version of Mallrats. He signs it, Mike, fuck Mallrats, go make clerks. And I'm like, how do I do that? And at the time, every week, I was going to Comic Book Jones. I'm like, oh, okay. And Which, I just... And it... it, it I have to say, we, we the Comic Book Jones is no longer there. It's still, it's in our hearts. It, it's... Definitely in our hearts. It was an amazing comic book store, and it didn't even feel like just a store. No, it felt like you walking into your living room. Yeah, it gave that great experience, and it's a shame that they're they're no longer there. Like I, I've gone into other comic book shops, and you know I'm looking around and I see an issue, and I'm like, oh, do I want to go get it? I pick it up. And sometimes in other shops, I'm like, can I, like, I'm looking over my shoulders. Can I flip through this real quick? Is someone going to tell me to put it down? But you walked into Comic Book Jones, you pick up the, you pick up the issue, you sit on the couch, you can read it right there. Yeah. You know? So you knew what you were getting. Yeah. It, it, it felt like a welcoming environment. Yeah, it was really cool. Sako, love you, brother. Oh, yeah. Hope you're doing well. And... Speaking of like welcoming environments, we went and had a couple conventions. Yes, we did. I went to two. You went to how I, many? I, I went to two. You went to two. Which which two did you go to? I went to the uh, New York City Comic Con, which was the first time I Lynn and I went there in a few years, and we went to Chiller Con, which we, we went to Chiller Theater. Chiller Theater. We and we've done Chiller just about every year. I used to do Chiller on a regular basis. I kind of fell out with Chiller for a little while because then I started going to New Jersey Horror Con down in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And I, but I've also gone to like Monster Mania. So it, we, we, the, you, me, Lynn, we went and, and Henry and, Hen, and Henry went. Oh, gotta get love to Henry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'll tell you about that separately later. Um, <laughs> but no, so we went to Ch- we we all went to, to Chiller, Chiller, yes, and then I went to Exotica. Okay, but before we get to Exotica, <laughs> which I can't show any of the footage that I shot because it will get yanked. <laughs> and he hoped he would get yanked, but I digress. <laughs> Jumping back to Chiller. <clears throat> now, a lot of people. Danny and a bunch of my other friends say I look like Bronson Pinchot from Perfect Strangers. And one of the people, one of the celebrities who was at Chiller this year was Mr. Mark Lynn Baker, who played the father in She-Hulk. And most importantly, he played Cousin Laddie in Perfect Strangers for about seven seasons, eight seasons. You're not helping your case, but yes, eight seasons. And eight seasons, he worked, shut up. He worked with Mr. Bronson Pinchot. 
So before we leave, I'm debating, like, do I spend the money? Do I go up, talk to the guy? And Danny's like, fuck it. I'll pay for the autograph and the picture. I keep the autograph. We get the picture. I'm like, that's fine. So we walk up. Mr. Baker, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you have to settle a argument for us. No, you didn't. He did. I did. Danny did. He goes, you have to settle an argument for us. He goes, does Mike look like Bronson Pinchot? And he looks at me. And he, 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 it was like a quick glance. He, he stared for a good, you know, four or five, six seconds. And I could see in his face that he wasn't exactly sure how to answer this. And I'm like, dude, I go, do I look like him? He looks at me, he goes, no, he goes, I can, I can say you don't look like him at all. And yes, wait, here we go. Ready? For those of you who are watching, mic drop. So you have it from the man himself who worked with Bronson Pinchot for seven plus seasons. I do not look like Bronson fucking Pinchot. Thank you. Yeah, Mike went and told them, like, you just made my day. He did, and he did. I, I told to them that on a video, but and he said, no, thank you. I told them, I was like, you made his day. You just broke my heart. Yep. But, <sighs> but of course, Corner Doug is like, fuck you. I'm not listening to him. <laughs> you are still Balky. I'm still Balky. Yeah, this you are my Balky. Cousin Danny. <laughs> See, now that needs to be done on a regular basis. Cousin Danny. <laughs> So, Balky, um, <laughs> you dick. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so now erotica. So exotica, not erotica. Exotica. You get erotica at exotica. Oh, exotica was a blast. I same place. Same place out in Edison, New Jersey. Oh, so it's not the place we went to. No, okay. uh, we we, we were in Persephone. Right. Now, exotica was in the Middle convention center Middle in convention center? Edison. Okay. So it's in the it's Edison Convention Center. They've been doing the. I've been going since 2017. Okay. 2020 was the only year I didn't go in recent years, and that was because it didn't happen. It didn't happen. But I even went in 2021 when they first came back. And I have to say, amazing time, except for Henry. The, oh, this is why yeah. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you that story separately. If anyone wants to hear that right, story, right in will tell you. Yeah. Send me an email. I, actually, it will take ten emails from people other than Doug. <laughs> so ten emails will get this story on air. But that's dragoonslayerpodcast at gmail dot com. All one word. Dragoon is spelled with two O's. That's dragoonslayerpodcast at gmail dot com. Now, other than that amazing time like everyone is so friendly all the stars there reasonable priced because you know going to different conventions and stuff everyone charges something different yeah some people will charge like 40 bucks this was literally everybody was about 20 bucks that's cool it was only like maybe a couple people were a little more but for the most part 20 dollars, and that included like photos with them or it was 20 bucks to take photos with them. But you get some very yeah. nice photos, which you can see a miniature selection of on my Instagram, Blue Dragoon 13 So if you want to follow me there, you can see some of these photos. But I got to meet a few people I hadn't seen before, see a bunch of people I have. Would you, was there anywhere there that you said, holy shit, I have to meet this person? 
I said that many times, many years ago. But I'm talking about the one you just came, went to. Uh, there was at least two, because I hadn't seen them there before. And then there were a few that I saw that it was like, I had to look them up, like, after the first day. I was like, I gotta, like... And who are they? Okay, so Pristine Edge and Corey Chase were ones that I was like, I have to. They had never been, like, I had never seen them there. Mm-hmm. I literally stood in line for probably over an hour mm-hmm. wi- waiting for Angela White. I was going to say, did you see Angela? Yeah. Unfortunately, she looks like oh, be a sweetheart. Oh, she is such a sweetheart. She is so nice, so like beautiful. She looks so much better in person. And the thing is, I got to meet her back in 2017. She has like a PhD. She's like a double doctorate. She's like a genius. Oh, yeah. She is extremely intelligent, very friendly. And yet she, I saw, I told her when I saw her this year, I was like, I met you back in 2017 and you look even better now than you did then. So it like, and it wasn't like hyperbole. It was straight up honest. Unfortunately, the one person I wanted to see a second time, because I did meet them in 2017 as well, but unfortunately, they were only there on Saturday, which I didn't get to, and the line was massive, Abella Danger. Mm. But there was so many people, so many things to see, so many great stuff there. There was like, you could get tons of fun little things for couples, things for yourself, they're like a lot of independent stuff. They actually had a couple of stands selling anime stuff. So like some statues and everything. I actually picked up one. So it was a great time. And I highly recommend that anybody who wants to go, there were people even in costumes there. We had a, there was a Pikachu walking around. So they had the inflatable Pikachu. You had some guy wearing a Spider-Man outfit walking around. So it's not just you think, oh, people are going to be dressed yeah. like very provocatively and stuff. And there were, but for the most part, it's so much fun and a welcoming environment for adults. You know, you can be standing in line and you can actually start up a conversation with a person either in front of you or behind you and you have something in common. Yep. And I mean, you're there for everyone's there having a blast. And it was like, I got to take photos with people and the people are really some of the nicest people. And I have to say, one of my all-time favorite people was there. Got to see her, April O'Neil. April O'Neil. She is absolutely a sweetheart and so nice, so fun. And I, I follow her on her Instagram, and she's like a huge video game pinball freak. Oh, yeah. She loves pinball. She is a big nerd. She plays Dungeons & Dragons. Not only that, but she also went and... You know, she's done, like, a bunch of the parody stuff, so she's got a great sense of humor, but she is also one of the absolute nicest people. Like, she takes her time, she talks to people, and she's a huge Disney person. Really? Yep. So, she's, she goes, she usually has tons of photos and stuff of her at Disney. She actually was the one that told me, because I asked her about the Star Wars galaxies with building your own lightsaber. She's like, you got to do it first. She told me this few years yeah. back. She's like, you have to do it first because you got it becomes part of the experience because you're walking around with the lightsaber. You got to keep it hidden. So it's the full interactive right. thing. And that was when it was only $200. Yeah, now now it's $250. Oh, so, Disney. yeah. So, but the experience alone, she said, like, if you do, like, you build the droid, you got to carry around that droid yeah. with you the whole, 
So it really is something that it's like, oh, you know, you're really getting the experience. So the fact that, like, she's so sweet and will talk to you about stuff like that, absolute blast. Like, talking to her is, at, I saw her all three days. Uh, like, I stopped by just to even just, just yeah, to talk. Yeah, yeah. And just even, like, saying hello and stuff, you're not getting any, like, not even if you, you don't get an autograph or nothing, you can just, some of them, yeah. just, like, talk to them, and it's just um, the nicest people. I I usually bring something, like, I usually bring, when I go to conventions, I usually bring a script with me that I wrote to get people to, don't shake your head at me, because Linda's the same shit. <laughs> don't. Because, and she's like, why do you do that? I'm like, well, I want to I be able to say I have something on the planet that no one else has. I think that's cool. Okay. Okay, it's what I do. But I didn't bring anything, so I was like, all right, whatever. So we happened to be on the walk down to the um, autograph floor just to see what was going on. And I looked over, and she go, and Lynn goes, look, there's no one over the meet. No one's online for uh, Britt Baker. I was like, be right back. <laughs> and I walked down, and, you know, there was like one person ahead of me, and, you know, sweetest person in the world. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because she actually dates um adam cole and we're like you know i go to her I'm like i was there when adam broke his ankle i go how's he doing and she goes wait she goes here's Bebe now i'm like really i go you call him Bebe?" and she's <laughs> like she looks at me she's like yeah it's cute but you know and we were we were talking for a few minutes and linda's like you know you know you know are you still do you still practice dentistry she goes yeah i do she goes do you do implants and she's like honestly she goes i could but i'm not in the office enough to get to warrant that type of uh, malpractice insurance. So she's like, I just basic dentistry. But she's not that tall. She's about my height. A little bit shorter, but sweetest person in the world. Um, yeah, she's, you know, just chatting. And I'm walking back on the floor. And every time, you know, look up, she look, I wave. She waves back. Yeah. Very cool people. Of course, me like an idiot. I have no, I can't approach people. I have no idea what to say. Yeah, I've noticed. It, I can't. I'm so, I know my strength. I know if I'm hanging out with people, it'll take me a while just to get to gauge your sense of humor. And what can I say? What can't I say? Which is funny because I'm the introvert. You're more of the extrovert. Yeah. And I have no problem going up. I can't. I, I, again, I have absolutely no idea how to sometimes start a conversation with people. You literally went and sat there, like we were standing there, debating on just to yeah. even talk yeah. to Mark Lynn Baker yeah. for what was it, twenty minutes? Yeah, <laughs> that was more along the way. We really want to spend the money, cause, but yeah, I, I you know, I, I would have everything planned out in my head, what I want to say. Look, I'm like, <laughs> I'm a fan of yours, but. Honestly, the only the only person I can say that I never had a problem with, Kevin Smith. Yeah, of course, because you are a huge fanboy. I am. I'm a fanboy. I have. I have no 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 shame. No shame. No regrets. No qualms. Yeah. Fanboy. Listen, I'm a fan of Kevin Smith, but at the same time, it's one of those things where I admire his work. Yep. I think he's a good guy. Yep. But at the same time, I haven't met him like you have. Cause I, honestly, I only met him. Three, four times. I've met him once, and that was when we went to Smod Castle. But I saw him, like, I, I spoke to him very briefly when I was coming back from the bathroom because he was at the back of the movie theater. Yeah, I met him once at the old stash. 
I met him twice at the new stash. And the third, the, the other time, I can't really call it meeting him because we were at, uh, we saw Blues Brothers yeah. out at Smart Castle and he did like a Q&A and an auction afterwards. So I got something. So I wouldn't really call it at meeting, you know. But, yeah. So I say three times. He's a cool dude. Yeah. But I mean, like the only times I've ever gotten like tongue tied where I couldn't even think straight was meeting Daniel Harris. Yep. And before that, Trish Stratus. Yeah. Like a dead. Oh, I I uh, forgot uh, my uh, name. Uh, dead boobies. I no, I literally forgot my name for Trish Stratus. Like I, and that was back when Staten Island had the train store, so Island oh, Trains. Island Trains. Oh God, yeah. And which mentioning wrestling a little bit, um, did you watch Netflix has the the series Wrestlers? No, I did not. I knew it. I did not watch it. Yeah, it's about o- OVW, OVW and Al Snow. Yep. And one of the interesting things about there is they have a mother daughter like couple that's there that are wrestlers mm-hmm. that they are actually on Wow. Yeah. And they talk about Wow on there because they go from o- OVW mm-hmm. to go over to Wow look to do like a spot. And they've been over at Wow for at least a while now. Yeah. So they're actually pretty good. I highly recommend anybody who wants who misses like watching like back in the day in the eighties with Glow and even like any kind of like fun, goofy wrestling, mm-hmm. I definitely recommend checking out Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I think I know a person who's on wrestlers. I'm pretty sure you probably do. I mean, they had a few people that were known, other people that weren't really known. And I know you kind of follow like more of like the lower, like the independent stuff as well. No, I'm not not talking about wrestlers. I'm talking about like an actress. Oh, I don't remember any actresses really, unless they were wrestlers. Mm. Mm Hmm. Then maybe it's a different show. I'm thinking. I'm pretty sure it's a different show. But yeah, a few of these people I I recognize. So now that we're back on a regular and we can discuss a bunch of things, we're leaving. Goodbye. See you later. No, just so you know, um, we're not getting rid of the wheel. The wheel will make a return. Will will make a return. So we're gonna have a lot of fun and we're gonna be able to discuss things that are actually coming out rather than only being able to talk about things that are out now. Mm-hmm. So as you as you heard today, we were able to discuss a little bit about Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire with the trailer that dropped. So we're going to be looking into more trailers and stuff. If there's any movies you want us that you think we would find interesting or even torturous, because I know watching the um, Crackoon trailer really like freaked Mike out. <laughs> it didn't freak me out. I just... Can't believe it got it's being made. Yes. <laughs> no, I disbelief in anything. Listen, else. Asylum put out a movie. Um, well, there you ape. Go. It's the fucking Asylum. Well, they put out Ape versus Mecha Ape, which I have to check that out just because it's like. I actually called the uh, Asylum one time. Yeah. And you know, I looked up the guy who did all the uh, scripts or production man or whatever the hell he's called, and I'm like, I like to speak to so and so. And they're like, okay, you know, well, he's out in the field. What can I do you for? I was like, you know, well, you know, want to, you know, I have ideas and I want to pitch a few to him. And he, the woman goes, well, we usually do all of our, 
stuff in the house. I go, well, how can I get in the house? <laughs> and she was like, well, you can call back later. I'm like, okay. And I did. And I'm like, yeah, it's the asylum. And I don't think I can write that goofy. <laughs> yes, I mean, you can. can. Yes, I you can. can. I can. Some of my early shit. Oh, you you definitely can. I can write goofy. <laughs> can write goofy just can't figure out the names for the characters yeah, i can write goofy i just can't figure out names i have a problem with names what can i say yep so mike names and spelling <laughs> now want to give the promotions and where they can get in touch with us okay you can get in touch with us if you have uh carrier pigeons we accept carrier pigeons uh i'm learning how to read smoke signals so if you want to blow smoke i can read smoke signals but if you want to get more in the 21st century you can hit us up at the dragoons layer podcast at gmail.com that's dragoons layer podcast all spelled one word spelled with two o's at gmail.com you can hit me up at uh, hamsterpilotproductions at gmail.com. You can follow me at Mike Schiavo on Facebook. You can follow me at Hamster Productions on Facebook. You can follow the Dragoons Layer Podcast on Instagram at, oddly enough, Dragoons Layer Podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook at the Dragoons Layer Podcast. And where can they find you specifically? I said that you could find me, Michael Schiavo, yeah. at Facebook. Okay, just got want to make sure. Yeah, they heard me. Yeah, well, you know, you got a little tongue-tied there. Yes, I did. You know, it, it all spelled one word, but I can't pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we can tell it's been a, that, that break was a little long. It's been a hot minute since I had to do that. Yeah, so it was, it's been a little while. And where can they find you when you're doing your GM work? Oh, yes. You can find me. I am the general manager of New Evolution Wrestling, but on Instagram. It is two new evolution wrestling. We are new evolution wrestling NYC. Okay, new evolution wrestling NYC at on Instagram, and also on Facebook, new evolution wrestling NYC. There you go. And ev- uh, we have a new. We have also. Sorry, one more time. We have a show coming up in February. I believe we're going back to the Elks Lodge out in Queens. And when I have more information about the card, and if we're definitely going back there, I will pass it on to you. Thank you. And you can find me, Blue Dragoon 13, at Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, which I'm hardly ever on. <laughs> Pressing button. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, but you can also find me on Twitch. Uh, Twitch has the link for the Discord. And you can make sure you can find and follow, like us, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, or Apple Podcast, Amazon Podcast. You can pretty much find us anywhere where podcasting is available. Yep. So, with that being said, it's been great to be back because, let's face it, folks. We missed you. And we know you missed us. Yes. You probably missed us more than we missed you, but we missed you. And uh, we've missed Doug, making fun of Doug, so. Yeah. What? But I'm sure Doug will have some retorts with an email soon. A retort. Yes. So, thank you all for tuning in. We love you all, and you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Now get out. He's having fun with... I'm pressing buttons. Please. Yeah, this is the problem with putting the board too close to him. (laughs) Oh, that was a good one. Now get out.